Welcome to the Friends of Friends podcast. Here are your hosts, Henry Hargitay and Jason Cole. Yeah. Your is right. I'm Henry Hargitay. That's Jason Cole. This is the Friends of Friends podcast. And uh, the guests we have today. First, before before you just introduce our guests, I just want to say thank you to everybody that's been subscribing. Thank you to everybody that's been viewing everything we've been doing on TikTok, Instagram, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Everything is blowing up. And I didn't expect that. I know Henry didn't expect that. And I just want to say thank you to everybody that's tuning in because we talking real shit on the show talking real shit and the guy we're about to bring on can definitely talk some real shit zach benelow what's cracking man uh, man grinding as always you know, every I, day for I, him I, I didn't i didn't do the proper introduction what i meant to say was 18 year old fiba certified agent a guy who's just 18 years old negotiated over three hundred thousand dollars worth of contracts for pro basketball players currently represents over 40 guys all playing overseas uh, how's that? Is that a better introduction? Does that about sum it That's up? Right. What did I miss? I know I missed a bunch. You didn't miss much. You didn't miss much. Honestly, you did a pretty good job there. All right. So you, then you forgot world traveler. World traveler. World traveler. Every, every time I talk to him, he's somewhere else. It's 11 hour difference. <laughs> I'd be around. <laughs> all right. All right. I'll call you back. No, in 10 I, I travel hours. a little bit. He caught me there. He caught me there for sure. <laughs> so, so take take us back to the beginning. This started very young. You started this company, Benelow Sports Management, when you were just 15 years old. What sparked Correct. this? What what originally got you into this line? Of um, really, just knowing I couldn't make the NBA. Funny enough, I uh, Jason's probably going to be mad at me for this, but I uh, I dropped off my varsity basketball team for a lack of conditioning. So <laughs> I never told you that. But what? Uh, I, I dropped off the team. I just couldn't handle it. I mean, I, I, I didn't expect to make it, but, you know. What school team hard. was this? What happened? What school? This is Churchill, the school I'm at, the school I just finished at. So, um, so you know, I, I dropped off the team. And I was like, all right, you know what? My NBA dreams may be over. And, you know, I just had to accept that and move forward. And I was like, you know. Being an agent is always something I wanted to do. So I made the page Benelow Sports Management and I, you know, obviously made it the idea of we're going to start in 2022. And then I decided, you know what, fuck it. We're going to start now. So <laughs> not to, not to drop. Fair enough. Know, right. But, no, uh, I feel you. you know, Don't so, apologize. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I started it pretty much reaching out to guys who played in the Drew League, reaching out to guys who played in the ABA, guys who were, you know, bottom of the bottom, or just guys that haven't played in a while looking for an opportunity. So from there, you know, I built the base of guys, um, obviously, you know, started to get a couple guys deals here and there. And, you know, from there, things just took off. And, you know, now I've built a good, a good base of clientele, a lot of former NBA guys, um, you know, a lot of guys who have, I'd say, big followings and big um, brands. So it's it's definitely been good to manage it on the overseas side and, and really help a lot of guys make money and 
and provide for their family. So it's been a blessing. What I do is a blessing, and I never and take it granted every day. To play basketball so underrated. So the headline here, though, is the fact that you're doing this at such such a young age. Obviously, so my biggest question is. How does a 16-year-old kid, obviously now 18-year-old kid, walk into a room full of agents, uh, you know, grown men, coaches, uh, GMs, players, and get a deal done at 16 years old? Now, most of the stuff that really happens overseas happens on the phone. So that hasn't been much of an issue for me. Especially through COVID, right? A lot of, a lot of people who look at me anyways, I mean, not me myself, but look at my BSM page would have zero idea that it's ran by an 18 year old kid at all, unless they had to seriously look into it or seriously look into my website. But when you look at everything, it looks better than a lot of top agencies out there now. So that's the reason I say that's been what's set me ahead because I have everything set on the marketing end and said social media wise, it's become very easy, um, you know, to make everything happen. So how many deals have you made where the uh, club you were making a deal with had no idea that you were 18 years old? Probably a decent amount. Probably <laughs> a decent amount. You have teams that know and love me for it. Some teams they hate in the beginning. Then they're like, you know what? Wow, this kid really brought us a very good player. Right. Then they start calling me for more plus. So, you know, I had this team in Uruguay called Truville. When they found out that I was 18, they didn't, they couldn't believe it. I was 17 at the time, so they couldn't believe it at all. Um, then my players started playing well, and, you know, I ended up having all three imports on the team. So that, you know, those are things that happen. They have a nickname for me and everything, El Nino, meaning uh, the young boy. Young boy. <laughs> young you know, boy. I, uh, That's so you know, badass, bro. I mean, the, the, the thing about it is you just got to, you know, there's a saying I like to live by. The unique man has the world adjust to him and the ordinary man adjusts to the world. So when you're u- unique and you do something that's good, people are always going to adjust. I like that word. That's unique. real good. That that's, that's real good. Fire. 100%. Because Listen, man. I, I, I don't got... think 10 years ago you saw too many guys signing with a teenager for the rest none. of their careers. So none, none whatsoever. And wow. listen, I, I had an interesting question, I think. So I think back to when I was 18 and when I was 18, my view of basketball was purely the love for the game. Just how could I get my hands on a ball and be somewhere shooting in the park or whatever. And you know, where was the next game I could watch, but at such a young age at 18, you've seen the other side of business of basketball, which is the business side, which can be really ugly. Have you ever had a moment where, you know, you kind of really only saw basketball for the business or have you been able to keep the original love for the game that you always had with you the whole time? Um, there's been parts where it's been hard, but I mean, for the most part, it is always the love for the, for the game. And, you know, it does get image based, seeing things that look good and, and, you know, Obviously, every team wants to have somebody who played in the EuroLeague or played in, you know, the NBA. So you just got to be able to look at things a different way and really kind of shift your perspective in terms of overseas, at least. And that's majority of my work um, in terms of the business side, because it does get hard for sure. There's parts where it's like, 
all right, this has nothing to do with basketball. And, you know, it gets tough. But Yeah, because you have to also sort of be a mentor, right? Of course. Of course. How how does a 16-year-old mentor grown men that are moving from their norm to another country and have no idea what to expect? How how do you help them? Well, one thing that has been helpful, I think, is is having a team and the team I built within my agency, having people that are on the ground in those countries. I think that, you know, whenever a player gets to another country, I think having somebody that's within their umbrella, helping them adjust, um, that's been a big thing. You know, I think just having conversations, talking it out with teams, talking it out with coaches. I mean, that's been helpful when, you know, trying to guide players and telling them what to do. Um, I mean, I think it's good to have a brain behind them that's, you know, just helpful for them. So basically age is nothing but a number because you're never being recognized for how old you are ever because you're just always top of the line professional and you always have everything covered well ahead of time. 100%. Listen. That's insane. Where, where's Ben? Yeah. Where's Ben allow sports management five years from now? One of the top agencies for sure. What to you means you're one. What, what to you? How how are you rated the top agency? How are you going to tell us? Yeah. How do we know that you're top five that are alive? Numbers don't lie. People do. I think if you're able to have, you know, three or four max NBA contract guys, you're one of the top agencies. That's Got it. Big. So you know, I think also what's big is showing movement and growth, like seeing guys like Christian Wood, for example, um, you know, played in China. Now he's making a massive contract on the Houston Rockets or seeing a guy like your own homeboy, Jay, Jose Alvarado. Yeah. <laughs> and, and listen, Jose. <laughs> Jose's coming on the show next week. I'm Maybe. just dropping in. He already told us yes, so we're just waiting on the date, you know. I'm just dropping in. Okay? Listen, so, don't drop You know, no I think name, having right? names like that and proving that as an agency, you're able to take guys who are underlooked or guys that haven't been given the opportunity and get them into a solidified league spot where they're getting, you know, a minimum spot and they're 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 really in the league. Right. You know, so that to me is is really what differentiates agencies in the game. Once you I get mean, there, you got to do something with it. 100%. That's it. That's it. 100%. Touch yeah. that water, better swim. <laughs> <laughs> I saw an article where you spoke about how your management is family and faith oriented. Can you elaborate on that? What do you mean by that? Um, well, it's very family oriented in the sense that you know, our principles is, is, is really deeper than business. Um, you know, I think having relationships with the people that you work with that are bigger than basketball is something that we, you know, value greatly. Um, you know, I was just in Israel, uh, got to see about maybe eight of my clients. I was legal out there. So I got to go out to the club with them. Ooh, yeah. Let's talk about it, Mr. 18. Let's talk about that. Don't leave us with that. Did I hear something about you getting accepted to Arizona? I'm not sure if we said that yet, but yeah, I'm I'm headed out to Arizona. Oh, 
Oh, I, I thought baby. I heard it somewhere in the end. So, oh, okay, 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 okay. Oh. Damn, Mr. 18 in the club. 18 uh, in the club in Israel. Tel Aviv. Tel Aviv, Tel Aviv nights or something else. They different. They, I could tell, They're definitely I could different. That. They're can, different. Can I get an invite? <laughs> Just trying to go to Tel Aviv. That's what Man. I'm saying. I told Chris Smith I wanted to do a camp in Tel, Tel Aviv, and he said, let's do it. I'm just waiting. 100%. Come on. La- last one before we uh, begin to let you out here. I feel like we could talk all night, but well, we know you're busy. Um, we talked about, you know, ultimately, you want to be one of the top agencies. That's only possible with NBA guys, right? If there's an NBA player out there listening right now, why should they sign with you? Hard work. I think doing things that are deeper than basketball. I think that a lot of NBA players are lacking a lot of marketing. And I think that, you know, now you see, except for the top guys like LeBron, you know, guys, if you're not making enough money on your contract, because your contract, even if it's a minimum contract, it's not really what they're getting after taxes. So I think, you know, having people that are going to find you ways to make extra money off the court is something big because, Shit folds, you know, there's a lot of players who had a lot of money and now they don't know how to manage it. And, you know, I think the people that I've been working with and what our agency has been doing for guys off the court to make the money has been outstanding. And that's what I think differentiates us from everybody else. Wow. I love that. Hmm. All right. I, I, I lied as usual. One more question. Um, okay. you, you and, set I have one more, so. and he's got one more. So you set your guys up with a lot of trainers obviously what do you look for in a trainer when you're going out to try and pair a guy or, or if you're hiring a guy in-house to be one of your trainers what do you look for in that consistency i think having a guy that's gonna really care about the player that they're training and you know want to push them and are in touch with them i think that's all important because it goes much deeper and i think that it's essential to be involved in all of your clients you know, really all of their training and really just development um, because it does everything. And that's what, that's what builds their value. If they're able to be valuable when they come back home in the summer and they go back training out, they kill, they're going to make more. I so, think, I, I think I know a guy who checks those boxes. Training is essential. 100%, he may, he may or not, he may or may not be in here. I'm just Listen. saying. <laughs> hey, and I know a few trainers too, because I'm that guy. I would just, Point them out because there are a lot of great <laughs> trainers out there. And get, guess what? Yeah. Everybody is not for everybody. Yeah. And and that part is what some trainers don't understand. You know, that's a fact. Certain people need certain things. And if you're great at one aspect of training, that's fine. But, you know, you need to be an overall trainer to mess with the type of pros he's talking about. Body. Mm-hmm. Right. Off the court. Yeah. On the court, attitude, body language, all of that. You know, you just got to be tapped into everything that they have to be able to do when they're going overseas. And they got to be prepped for it. Listen, Zach just got one of our own overseas. Let's not save it for another one or not. But listen, he helped us out tremendously. Mr. Shavar Newkirk. I had no idea. Yeah, I mean, you had no idea, and guess why? Because this is friends of friends. (laughs) (laughs) 
be a friend of a friend because Mr. Zach and his sports agency helped one of our own co-world training kids, Mr. Shavar Newkirk, get to where he is now and being the fucking MVP in Indonesia. That's so, right. Yeah, I mean, let's see. He averaged 25 points a game. Yeah, so crazy. We'll wrap up there. Get Shavar on the, on the podcast. Well, yeah. Oh, absolutely. He's a must. We'll wrap up there. Zach Benelow, absolute pleasure. We're, we're going to have you again, man. This was awesome. I Thank you so you much, Zach. Thanks for checking out the Friends of Friends podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and tell a friend. 